Hello there. From Feels Like Friday Films and Radio Nowhere, this is Did You Hear This? With your hosts, Zach and Paul. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of Did You Hear This? Uh, with me, as always, is my co-host, my good buddy, and our narrator for this week. Oh, is that where I put my name in? Zach. <laughs> and we're joined by commentary and professor specialist. He's really a tweed jacket in human form. My dear, dear friend. Paul. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Insert name here. So, Zach, what's our story this week? <laughs> our story this week comes from CNN. And I'll give the, the briefest of synopsis. Dallas held a quote-unquote Patriots convention? Man, uh, I, saw, I saw the ad for this, and it looked like it was a joke. Like it I, did. I, jet, I, jet, I sent it to you, and I literally said, do you have your tickets? Because this feels like it's a joke. Yeah, it wasn't. I actually... He did. He sent in text the invitation for advertisement for it. And I had to zoom in on different articles to, uh, within, within the visual to even figure out. I mean, it had the graphical design of like a four-year-old, mm. but, but it was real. And one of the big speakers was disgraced military general, Michael Flynn, mm-hmm. who in his speech advocated that the United States should have a military coup just like Myanmar. Lot to unpack there. Lot to unpack there. But before we get too far into it, I just want to remind our listeners of who Michael Flynn is. Michael Flynn was an advisor to uh, President 45's um, campaign early on and was, in fact, uh, one of the first people from the administration to be busted. Uh, he, he, was, uh, uh, he was eventually... Uh, arrested and as i recall he plea bargained his way down to a light sentence or eventually might have been released i need to look that up um on 2017 he pleaded guilty to lying to the fbi about his contacts with russia Mm -hmm. in other words he had been working with russia Mm-hmm. <laughs> willfully and knowingly making false claims and, and this is this is one of those guys too that like before i lost touch with a lot of them the conservative people i knew who i grew up with looked at him and were like well you know trump's trump's an idiot sure but he's got this guy advising him and this guy's you know he's a decorated war hero and he's done all these other things yeah turns out he was guilty of treason and there's lied been about- a lot of connections with russia so there's been a lot of that right through trump's candidacy where you had people who were uh, um they kept pointing fingers well yeah trump's crazy but he's got this guy running him in he's got this guy running him in and of course none of them reined him in so so keep teaching or is that all you're going to tell us paul no i just wanted to do a quick reminder on that that like this was one of those people that was held up as like this guy's a paragon of virtue he spent his entire career in the military doing the right stuff and no no he didn't no i'm sorry no he committed treason and then managed to get off on it you know because his his crony who he committed treason on behalf of pardoned him but back to you zach i mean this ties back into our concept from last last one as well where we talked about how they're not saying they're not guilty they're flat out saying they are but 
they're either getting pardoned or the leader is saying, well, I'm immune. It's like the villain from Lethal Weapon 3. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, so yes, we have a former political leader, and I suppose he still is if he's at crazy conventions like this, Mm -hmm. advocating for a violent military overthrow of the government. Essentially what he's advocating for, what a Myanmar-style coup refers to, is the army and the ar- the other armed forces coming together to uh, prevent a new politician from taking power by declaring martial law and then forcing the candidate who lost back into power with the protection yeah. of the armed forces. So and, it's a straight-up military coup. And Paul here is talking about you know, struggle for a decade. It's important to note that this coup is 2021, where mm-hmm. the military overturned on February 1st uh, a democratically elected government. Yeah. Um, and it's also important to note that there have been demonstrations in the country and the military has fired live rounds on them and killed people, women, children, everyone. Mm-hmm. So this is what is being advocated for here in this country. And if you couple that with a couple of other interesting statistics, uh, 60%, this is a recent recent poll, 60% of Republicans believe that the election was quote unquote stolen, which it 100% was not. 100% was not a democratically elected process. Uh, the only two instances of voter fraud that have occurred so far have been Trump supporters using like their dead mother's ballot to vote for Trump. Um, And then you couple that with the fact that one in four Republicans, one in four, that's 25%, believe in QAnon, which just as a refresher is this crazy conspiracy theory that the Jews and the Democrats and people in Hollywood are all pedophiles and they're secretly running the country. It's also worth noting that the QAnon people are also currently losing their because Q, the supposed prophet behind all of this nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, who's non-existent, by the way. Who is, who's non-existent and was probably like two or three different people who were running this thing, um, has not posted since January 6th. And yeah. so all of these people are turning into like an Ouroboros of, you know, turning on themselves, but in the process are advocating increasingly more violent and more dangerous rhetoric Um as 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 vis-a-vis our country um so like to see michael flynn not only not only first of all being welcomed back as a hero by this movement but the guy who pled guilty by the way he admits his own guilt right right uh you know um to, to see that not only welcomed with open arms by by the the staunch conservatives of dallas texas in this case but to then see them and hear of them cheering for a call for open military revolt against the democratic will of the people um, is, is simply the least American thing that I can think of. Um, and yet and they that, that's, that, that's a, in, this, in this false patriotism, like they're more American because they're willing to overthrow the will of American people. Worth pointing out, he's saying these things on Memorial Day weekend, a, a, a weekend and a day specifically set aside to celebrate um, veterans who've died defending Mm -hmm. this country, not veterans, active duty service members who've died defending the country. You can have whatever opinion you want about the military, 
um, and militarism, uh, pacifism, whatever your point of view is, I'm probably, you know, I'm, I'm definitely more on the pacifist side. Um, there is something incredibly craven about advocating a military overthrow of the government and country that these people died for on the one day that we set aside to remember them um, that tells you everything you should know about why these people should not be uh, as popular as they are. That should tell yeah. you everything as an American about why you shouldn't listen to these people. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's incredible because you, you talk about it as though it's a small thing. And I really want to comment on how these same people made a big deal because Kamala Harris said, have a great long weekend. And that's apparently horrible. But then these same people went over and said, let's overthrow the government. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but, but we think of it as this fringe group. And the problem is it's not anymore. A quarter of Republicans, that means tens of millions of Americans, 60% of Republicans. And now you're looking at you know, a huge swath of the country, maybe as much as a third of the country that believes that the current government should be overthrown in some capacity. And that's, that's insane. And it's 100% based on lies. Anyway, let's, let's really narrow this thing down here, Paul. Yes. We have tens of millions of people who want to overthrow the government with violence, mm -hmm. want to overthrow democracy. What do we, the, really with the majority in the country, but we have less power, and we're the, we're the majority, but not in government because we're in a minority government. Mm -hmm. What do we do? You know, I, I feel like we always say, you know, call your politicians and support progressive uh, candidates in elections and all of that is good. But I honestly think one of the biggest things that we can all do, and I know it's difficult um, because I deal with it. I, I know how hard it is. We have to keep talking to these people. Um, it, we, we can't keep writing off people who support Trump, or in this case, we're cheering for Flynn. Um, we have to keep talking to them, even if they don't see reason from it, even if they continue attacking back at you the only way we're ever going to bridge this gap is if we continue talking. And ultimately the more logical arguments you can throw at them is, you know, the, the only thing that will eventually get through to them, because like we've said before, you know, the most powerful agent for change um, is, is experience. So, you know, when, when your uncle, your drunk uncle is, is saying your drunk uncle, your drunk uncle uh, is, is saying to you, well, you know, there's millions of these these people coming across the border and they're they're all criminals and they're all going to take our jobs and they're all going to, you know, start engaging on that. Ask him how many of those people he's met. What does he know about them? Where are his sources and where did they learn about it? Right. And those what Paul's doing right there is the tactic that's proven most effective in changing people's minds. It's not lecturing at them or providing sources or facts. It's asking questions just like mm -hmm. Paul did there. And I know it's uh, hard because as listeners of our podcast know, I call on this all the time. Like it, it's so rare that I'm not just hopping mad and, and screaming obscenities into the void. Uh, I mean, it's literally the reason that we started this podcast, but I also from a pragmatic standpoint um, know that ultimately me screaming at them, isn't going to change things. The no, only in thing fact, it can entrench them. them. Right. The only thing that can change people like this is 
building that relationship and trying to get them to understand a viewpoint other than their own. Mm. Um, wonderful points to make there, Paul. I think that's, that's where we've got to, where we've got to take things from, mm-hmm. right? Is this is where we need to start with, with having these conversations and of course voting in all elections, local, et cetera. The reason a lot of these things have popped up, it comes from well-intentioned boomers and Gen Xers who would just tell their kids racism is bad and wouldn't ever take the time to have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. And so it just grew up as this weird taboo. And so then it became cool to be racist. And you see that in YouTubers and such. And then that mm-hmm. went from being irony to reality. And now we're where we are today. Mm-hmm. And speaking of things that literally keep me up at night, Paul, I've been waiting to hear what our local color is. <laughs> so we're going to take things a little bit further north from Texas today for our local color. And we're going to the great state of Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, that is that, directly north. It is. What do you know about Oklahoma, Zach? Well, it's a Rodgers and Hammerstein musical, you mm-hmm. know, considered one of their classics. Yes. Uh, um, Oklahoma is mostly rural population, uh, heavy, of course, Native American population, as that's where a lot of the reserves went. Um, oil but reservations. What did I say? You said reserves. I'm sorry, reservations. Yes. Um, and the the richest millionaire from there is the guy who started Discount Tires. <laughs> Discount Tires sent us money. Uh, okay, so our our story. Uh, comes from Oklahoma and specifically refers to uh, a member of the Oklahoma House of Representatives Mm. from Oklahoma City, Representative Justin Humphrey uh, on the state house floor on May 26th. This is according to Fox News 23. Um, Representative Justin Humphrey announced a $3 million bounty on the state house floor for the live capture of Bigfoot. Oh, whew. I thought this was going really dark really quick. No, 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 no. I, pro- I promised you that this would be funny. Uh, so f- to quote Mr. Humphrey, we have started what may be the biggest promotion in the state of Oklahoma ever. This is turning out to be huge. Uh, in January, Representative Humphrey filed legislation to set up a Bigfoot hunting season in the state of Oklahoma. Now, I, I think have, this speaks have, a lot about Oklahoma have, here. Like this is a mythical creature. And so you want to hunt it. It might be only one in existence. Let's kill it. Yeah. Apparently there's already a film crew uh, covering the bounty. Uh, there is a six month series that he's set up. And I, I just, who is shoot? It's gotta be the history channel. Right. And history yeah, channel. hundred percent. History channel. Let's have a little heart to heart because when I was a kid, I loved it. It was History just Channel. World War II documentaries. Was, and the Civil War. And like, that's why I wanted to be a history teacher, right? The History Channel. Now, you guys are all about storage wars and like ice road. Tr- what are you doing, History Channel? Like, I feel like someone needs to have an intervention for the History Channel. Like maybe A&E. Um, I know biography is not around anymore, but maybe like MTV should sit down with the History Channel. But Maybe all like... the stations you're listing, they did the same thing that History Channel did, right? A&E used to be arts and entertainment, and now they've got like reality television. MTV was music television. Now it's all crappy reality television. It's the same thing History Channel did. Jesus. They went away from their you know, primary focus, and now it's just what's going to make us money? <laughs> reality TV. This is 
I, I, yeah, I mean, let's write that script at some point, uh, comedy podcasters and or YouTubers. Uh, make sure you send us some money for the concept. Anyway, uh, apparently it's open season on Bigfoots in the state of Oklahoma, which to my knowledge, like I, I'm, I'm, I, I will admittedly say I don't know a lot about Oklahoma, though I do know that last weekend was the 100th anniversary of uh, the Tulsa uh, massacre. Um, Which is something that's really not in any textbooks. It's not taught. It was swept under the rug for mm-hmm. decades. Yep. Uh, that that being said, uh, are there big, big feet in Oklahoma? I, I always assumed they were Pacific Northwest, maybe Northern California, Southern Canada. Well, Paul, remember that there are many variations of the Bigfoot here. So what we think of as Sasquatch or the mm-hmm. traditional Bigfoot is Pacific Northwest. But think about the Yeti, which is more the, um, the Himalayan version of it. And right. I know that the Southeast, like Florida, they have what's called the skunk ape. Yes. Which is also yes. a Bigfoot type creature. So maybe Oklahoma has a Bigfoot. So if you've got tips for us on where we might be able to find a Bigfoot so that we can interview it for a future segment, feel free to email us at didyouhearthispod at gmail.com. I did check it this week, got nothing. Guys, in three weeks, out Paul, there? check it again. I will, it's true. And we'll still have nothing, probably, except an email from Zach going, ha ha, I told you you didn't check it. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. That, it, that does sound like me. It does. So, in summation, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. Uh, Paul brings it all together. Let's see I how do. he connects let's, the pieces let's, here. Let's see if I can stick the landing, because I haven't been able to do anything else. Uh, now is the time to get out there and humanely capture a Bigfoot for $3 million. Nope. Shoot it. It's hunting season. Oh, it specifically says on the bounty that they do not want it shot. They want it live. Oh, see, that conflicts with what the idea of hunting season was. I know. It's really, what are you doing, Oklahoma? Figure your out. Mm. All right. It's been another fun, uplifting episode of Did You Hear This? I am your host with the most, Zach, and over there is your host with, with the least. Some, I was going to come up with something else that came up with <laughs> OST. It's Paul. You know me. We'll we'll see you again soon, folks. Cue extra music. Did you hear this? Is a Radio Nowhere production, co-produced by Feels Like Friday Films. From all of us here, have a better tomorrow. Hi, listeners. Paul here with one more quick note. In the week since we recorded this, um, former General Flynn uh, has told the media that he did not endorse a coup against the government of the type that happened in Myanmar. That being said, I'm going to roll some tape for you. The first voice you hear, um, this is a video from the conference, is an audience member asking that question specifically to Mr. Flynn. And the second voice you hear after the cheers from this crowd is Mr. Flynn responding in his own words. You tell me whether or not it sounds like this former national security advisor might have been advocating a military overthrow of our democratic government. I don't know why what happened in Myanmar can't happen here. You know, 
reason. I mean, it, it should happen. There's no reason. Right? That's right. I don't know, listeners. The words, it should happen here, sure sound like an endorsement. Stay safe, stay sane, and we'll see you next week.